Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. One of the burdens that I have on my heart as I minister to women is that they understand as I am growing in this as well, how to have a biblical, godly marriage. I'm so thankful that God's Word instructs us and that we are not left on our own to try to figure out what to do once we get married because it doesn't all just come to us and we just know how to handle every situation. I love the fact that as I read through the Proverbs every month, that I'm reminded of some really wonderful, practical truths. And the lesson that I'm going to share today came out of one of those times of reading in the Proverbs chapter 5, and the Lord just really speaking to my heart. Now, I grew up kind of in the city most of my life, so I'm no farmer. But I do know that a dry well is not a good thing. And I'm no marriage expert by any means, but I do know that also a dry marriage is not a good thing. It's not a happy thing. And you know what? It's not a biblical thing. I want us to get the picture, first of all, of what it means to have a dry well. And I looked this up on the internet, and I learned that there are some symptoms that you can look for to see if your well on your property is going dry. Now, here's some of the things that you might notice. You might notice the taste of the water has changed. It's not quite as sweet as it used to be. You will also notice that the water is murky instead of it being clear. A third symptom is that the pump on the well is turning on and off more frequently. And then lastly, the fourth thing is that the faucet is sputtering. These are all signs that the well could be going dry. Now let's think about that and make an analogy about what it might look like in a marriage if the marriage was to go dry. Marriage isn't as sweet as it used to be. Spouses' hearts, either one or maybe even both of them, are working out of the flesh instead of the spirit. There isn't a steady outpouring of love and commitment. It's on and off. And then lastly, that communication is lacking in the marriage. Now, these are all signs that the marriage well is going dry. Marriages are not meant to be dry. So this month recently, as I was reading through Proverbs chapter 5, I came to verse 15. And here's the reason why I started thinking about what a well that is filled with good, sweet water, what it would look like, and then what it would look like if it was drying up. Proverbs five fifteen says, Drink waters out of thine own cistern, and running waters out of thy own well. So when you think about a healthy well that is pumping into a home, there are running waters. But in this passage, the Lord is telling us that our desires need to be satisfied 
from our own marriage relationship. And God intends us to have a marriage relationship that is fulfilling, maybe not happy all the time, of course not, but that it is fulfilling and that it points to the gospel. So today I want us to think about what those running waters would look like if they were running freely in our marriage. You can't drink if the well has gone dry. And I think there are a lot of couples that think that they can pull up their bucket, if you will, and there will always be water there when they have let their heart become disengaged. And really and truly, they've let the well dry up, that well of their marriage. So how can we keep the loving waters from drying up in our marriage relationship? Well, today I'm going to share two reasons or two ways that we can keep the marriage waters flowing in our relationship. And then I'll share two in the next broadcast. So the first danger sign that we see in a physical well is that the water doesn't taste like it used to. And so making that application for our marriages, marriage isn't quite as sweet as it used to be. Sometimes all of us, we would say that whatever circumstances come into our relationship, something has happened and you just think this isn't as sweet as it used to be. So how can we cure that problem? How can we make that marriage sweet like it started out to be? I think the answer is simply treasure marriage and treasuring your spouse too. Though They go hand in hand. We need to see it as the gift that God intended it to be. I think it's really important for us to remind ourselves why we got married in the first place. What was it that made you say yes? It's really healthy, I believe, to occasionally go back to maybe your journal or if you're fortunate enough to have a video of your wedding, to go back and look at that or to look at letters that you may have written to your spouse or notes and read over those things. Watch it again and be reminded of what your marriage looked like at the very beginning. So let me give you some ways that you can treasure your marriage. First of all, just asking the Lord to help you love your husband as the years pass as you both age and as your needs change. Now, obviously, as the years go by, there are obvious physical changes that take place over the years. There are thicker waistlines sometimes, and there are thinning hairlines. But sickness or accidents can bring changes that could either be temporary or they could even be permanent. It changes things. There are emotional needs that change. Times of sorrow, uh, childbirth, gains and losses make your needs different than when you first married. And of course, just age itself also brings changes that we might not have thought of, They, but they will need some sensitivity and they will need love to cover them. 
Little things like hardness of hearing as you age, or the inability to drive, or to be as active as you used to be. When we got married, we promised to love until death. And it's a good thing to remind ourselves of that when sometimes these unpleasant things step into our relationship. Just ask God to help you to be sensitive about how you can change in your approach to your husband and help him during those changes and handle those things with tenderness so that the well is going to be filled with sweet water and not bitter water. Secondly, we can keep close to our heart how the Lord brought us together and all the reasons we got married in the first place. It really is, again, it's okay to reminisce about what you were like when you first began dating and got married. It's even wise to do that because underneath the changes that may have happened on the exterior, he's still that man that you married. So remind yourself of what he was like when you first got married. Another way to treasure your marriage and your husband is instead of zeroing in on all the things that irritate you, look at the things that you love about him instead. I want to share an illustration with you that really helps me in regards to this. Let's just imagine that your husband comes walking into the kitchen where you are and he's wearing one of his good white dress shirts. And you look at the shirt and that front pocket has an ink blob that came out of the ink pen that was resting there in the pocket. How much of the shirt has been ruined? Now, I'm not talking about a pen that leaked all over the shirt. I'm talking about where the pen point was. Maybe 1% of the shirt has been ruined. Maybe even less than that. But where do our eyes land? Not on the rest of the white shirt, but our eyes land on that ink spot and we just can't get our eyes off of it. Now, the application is that we love our husband. He's a godly man, he's a a wonderful provider, and a lot of other blessings. But there is this one attribute about him that just irritates, and we just can't get our eyes off of it. It is the ink blob, and we fixate on it. We nag him about it. We roll our eyes when he does it. We sigh when we see it. But if we really treasured our marriage, if we really treasured our husband, we would make the choice instead of looking at the irritant, we would look at the rest of the white shirt. The taste of the well water of our marriage has changed. And it's simply because we have added some bitter things to it. So, Get your eyes off of the irritants and look at the things about your husband that you love. So the next danger sign is that the water was murky instead of clear. And in our marriage, that means that the spouse's hearts, one or both of them, are walking out of the flesh instead of the spirit. So the fix of that is to confess our sin. 
First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. To confess it means to call it what God calls it. Name it what God names it. Don't just say, honey, I'm sorry. I've just, um, I, I haven't been a good wife. No. What is the sin that you have been guilty of? I think during the time at home, during the coronavirus, it really stretched some relationships and perhaps caused many of us to act sinfully and sinfully towards one another. And I'm speaking for myself because it really, during that time, I was really aware of my selfishness. There were times that I was irritated because I felt like my husband had invaded my space. Did you hear what I said? He invaded my space. Wait a minute. We live together. So everything we have is ours, not mine. And I had to address it with the Lord and with my husband. God convicted me of that. But we need to make it right so we can be in fellowship with God and with our spouse. There's no murkiness. There's no sin that is keeping us from being able to love one another, to serve and to give and to forgive, because you can't do that when you have sin in your heart. The truth is that we cannot do anything about our spouse's heart. We are responsible for our own. But, you know, it's so convicting to me when I'm walking in my sinful flesh and my husband who led by the Spirit of God because he's walking in the Spirit of God, he comes in so sweetly and serves me so lovingly or speaks so gently to me. It's convicting to me. And if you and I are walking as we should, then we will be a blessing to our husbands because we are obeying the Spirit of God instead of walking in our sinful flesh. So this week, let's just think about those two truths that can help our marriage from drying up. Treasure your marriage and your spouse and confess your sin. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed? Refreshed.